a little boy asked his father, Daddy, how much does it cost to get married? And his father replied, I don't know, son. I'm still paying. Schmackamagob, another Vieira vault. Boy, am I on a roll. It's the history of this podcast. I have not done an episode every single week consistently as I have been doing now, and I plan on doing it for the foreseeable future. Uh, I already have two episodes already recorded for the next two weeks. I have a couple interviews coming up. Uh, two interviews, and a fan uh, of the Vieira Vault, Mr. Jackson Routing. We're going to have an episode with him as well. I'm on a roll, man, and this one is awesome. Um, I got an interview with Sean Peck. Sean Peck is the singer for Cage, and he's also part of the Three Tremors. Uh, You know, Ripper Owens, and the singer of Jag Panzer, and uh, also Denner Sherman from Merciful Fame. And uh, he talks about them all. And, you know, a little thing about King Diamond he talks about as well. It's a very killer interview. Sean holds nothing back, and this is pretty damn awesome. So enjoy. Here's my interview with Sean Peck. Uh, here I am with uh, Mr. Sean Peck. How you doing, Sean? Good, getting a lot of recording done. This uh, this downtime, uh, I'm not bored yet. I'm I'm uh, I'm okay with it. Well, <laughs> Even though we had to cancel a tour, it's we're we're uh, we're staying busy. Uh, funny enough, before this whole coronavirus, you still were recording, releasing a lot of stuff, a lot of product, man. Yeah, man, that's what you know. That's what we do. We just keep cranking them out, and um, we can talk about you know. I have all kinds of new shit to talk about now. <laughs> hey, you can talk about whatever you want. Uh, before you do, I just want to bring up one band that I feel is criminally underrated and that you were actually part of. is a band called Warrior. Okay, I can I can break some news for you right now. <laughs> right on. It's funny. Um, so, yeah, we. Um, I was talking to AC um, on a couple other issues you know and i go man you know we should we should do a warrior ep you know why don't we do an ep and so we reached out to joe floyd you know who's the main the main guy for uh warrior and he's like dude i'm in let's do it so i posted a couple things on their facebook page because i'm still an administrator right and um the reaction was like crazy it was just like yeah dude you know oh it's gonna be amazing and then, so we, you know, we were supposed to talk yesterday and I go like, hey man, let's call Joe. Let's start, you know, moving this forward. And he's like, dude, the original singer Perry saw all the activity oh. on the Facebook page and now he wants to do it. <laughs> so oh. I got, I got their whole band started again and now I'm out. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so Floyd is a badass though. Um, did you hear? But, I mean, it's. It's better for them with the original singer. I mean, you know, that's what people want. I get it. But it's so funny, man, that I, they were like, there was nothing going until I 
got the ball rolling and now, and now I'm out. It's kind oh, of funny. Wow. So, so what are you working on now? Um, we have eight songs like that I've, that are retracted and recorded for the new three tremors record, actually originals. Oh, okay. So we already have eight of those. Um, and a bunch of other pieces. I don't know how many we'll end up doing. Probably uh, 12 or something. I don't know. We're uh, like we did the last record. We're just we're in a good flow. We got killer songs. Rippers sent tracks for four of the eight or maybe five even. I think Harry's done four. So it's like sound and killer. Um, we just got in the flow, man. We just started writing. And then I just I was like tracking vocals every night. It just you know, keep the product flowing. So that is, um, that's coming together really fast. And we're going to have a Steve Grimmett who um, helped us out on that European tour. He's going to do a guest vocal on one of them. So that'll be cool. Oh, that's awesome. From Grim Reaper. And um, then I got, I got on the uh, phone with Stu Marshall from Death Dealer. And, you know, we're talking and he was helping me with a song for another, I got a secret project that i can't reveal yet but it's in that same vein of what we talked about before we went on the on the air uh, uh <laughs> and we had we had a little conversation which i'm sure you can't talk about either what you told me at uh what in west yeah, palm beach okay. when we met yeah so you probably you know you know you know what's what's going on with that it's, that's it's huge going, it's huge that's going a little you know a little slower than i like to go but um you know uh Stu was helping me with one of the first songs and um, then we started me and him started like on well let's i he I, he had a song for his band night legion he wanted me to help him with write some vocals and stuff and so i did that and then we're like you know hey what are you doing tomorrow so we had another session and then like we did like five sessions in a row and we like have a ton of material for the fourth death dealer album the third death dealer album we haven't even put out yet it's already done wow and now we're already like 60 percent through right in the fourth album so uh that's pretty crazy and we're supposed to have another session here in a couple hours um and we're coming up with some killer stuff i'm like maybe we'll release the fourth album before the third album i don't know <laughs> so, um yeah that's really cool and then you know once we get done with the three tremors record we're going to uh be doing the new cage record oh which great i was going to ask about that you know because i know you the cage guys are are involved in the three tremors yeah and uh and and as i understand uh they're now with steve grimmett like helping them out yeah they're going to do that tour with them you know we it hasn't been canceled yet it's in september i think but um i don't know you know like i said it's i'm sure it's in up in the air a little bit like everything else but it, I don't think it's been officially canceled yet. They're probably still hoping to do it, but yeah, they're going to be doing that. Um, you know, that's what happens when you bring these guys in and they see the cage band. Everyone wants to steal the players. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I had no idea that was going to be, I was going to see cage do hell destroyer that night, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just thought I thought I was going to see the three tremors. And uh, if you recall, I brought your whole discography along with me and yeah, I was like, Oh does. wow, I can get these guys to sign it too. You know? But love, um, love guys like you, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll I'll tell you a brief history. You know, I'm in a band myself. I'm in a a, a thrash band called Thrasher Die, 
And while we were we were um, touring, my drummer, who I don't know if you've heard of him, Alex Marquez, he was in Demolition Hammer and Malevolent Creation and Anger. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, he 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 was my, he's my drummer at the time, and he goes, "You got to check this out." And he put on Hell Destroyer, and I was an instant fan. So I really? came in late. I came in late uh, with that album, but I went, I backtracked and and got everything, you know. And I I, I your band is criminally underrated. I mean. It's just a, yeah, such we have a lot killer of, we have a lot of, lot of underground fans, man. And like, it's so funny. There was a dude on a thread the other day. It was like worldwide metal thread on a group on Facebook. It's got like 47,000. And there was, I've never even heard of this dude's name before. And he was just like, uh, how many times have you seen the following bands? Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Cage. And like, there's just oh, like wow. a thousand comments. Like, who the fuck is Cage? And then the next day he put up another one, like, what album is better? Cage, Hell Destroyer, uh, Number of the Beast, or, you know, all these people are like, would you quit posting about Cage? But it was like, <laughs> he did like five days in a row of Cage shit like that. And it was just, we probably got more people discovered us in those five days in like the last five years. It was crazy. Then they eventually were, it was so funny because they were hating on him. Like, I don't know who this Cage band is, but fuck them. Like, you keep posting about it. And then they heard it. Yeah, I have a I have a, a radio show on that metal station's the highest rated shows, and there ain't a week that goes by that I don't play Cage. So I know I'm a, a little responsible for some other sales because I've seen actual people with pictures. I hey. bought this for you, you know. Oh, nice man! I appreciate yeah. that. That's, we're um, you know, we're we're due for a record. We kind of got sidetracked on this three tremor stuff where a lot of the effort was going in. Um, but you know, it was cool because it was all the cage guys, so it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't no one got left out. We're like, hey man, we're just it's cage with two other singers, so um, but the demand has been like everyone's like, you know, we would play these three tremor shows in like Sweden, and they go, like, well, wouldn't he bring in cage through? I'm like, well, we're here right now, but um, I guess we'll come through and play some more of our stuff, but uh. Yeah, man, you know, that last album, Ancient Evil, was really strong, and it's always it's always a challenge to uh, to keep up with, you know, our, our our level of quality from a critical standpoint has been always super high, you know, and so it's always nervous going, okay, we got a new Cage record, man, that last one, how are we going to top that last one, so... Um, we got a long history and a lot of fans that are that are built in over the years and more than we thought, you know. We have more market penetration than we think as people show up and like, oh my God, I'm in a cage. So it's really good to see when you spent so much time, like twenty five years or however the fuck long we've been at it. Yeah, it is, you know, I mean in this day and age, you know, I mean you have to really hunt for it too, you know, because it's not like the old days where you'd have M T V promotion and uh but, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of YouTube, too. You know, you can discover new bands by going through it. So I highly recommend anybody that hasn't heard Cage uh, to, to punch it up on, on YouTube, like Hell Destroyer, Ancient Evil. Listen there's to that a, stuff. There's yeah. a guy that has a, that has a uh, page. He, this guy just started going crazy. Uh, Cage fan movies where he's taken like so many. There's other, there, it's a lot of Cage. There's a lot of other bands too. And he takes like these killer sci fi movies and splices, you know, edits them like a music video. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, I, this guy just came out of the woodwork and like, oh, check this out. And he had like 20 videos. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I hadn't seen any of them. So, uh, that was really cool too. I'm like, I got this dude just made me 20 music videos. Very nice. 
That's really cool. You know, mo- I-, I do that myself. I, I make really oh. good music videos. Oh, and cool. uh, I have gotten uh, some uh, shit from uh, some of the artists. You know, oh, don't fucking do that. It's my music. So it's a good good thing to hear you say, hey, man, that was cool. I loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's lame. I would say yeah. that. I mean, shit, they, they're going to put their shit out there for free on Spotify, and then they're going to be worried about you making a cool video for it. <laughs> exactly. Just the, the pennies. Let's, uh, Sean, let's talk about your Merciful Fate con- uh, collect, uh, connection. Yeah. Um, how, how, how did you hook up with Denner and Sherman? As people don't know, uh, if, in case you don't know, the Denner and Sherman albums feature Sean on vocals. And, well, the EP and uh, full length, and they're both amazing. To me, it really does capture the essence of 80s fate, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, not, nothing wrong with the later fate, but I don't know. I, I feel more of a vibe of the 80s fate when it comes to that stuff. How how did you get connected with Denner and Sherman? Well, did you see my recent uh, King Diamond video I did with the action figures? Yes, I did. With Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great impression of King Diamond, by the way. You really did capture the it. Danish uh, accent. I'm working <laughs> on a new one where I'm going to be like, doing all these because i can do a hank and michael and freaking snowy i got impersonations for all of them uh that king i just pulled out of my ass so just from his video i'm like okay i gotta work on my king i got a lot of props on that king diamond impersonation but it was um great it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the uh i just saw like a post one day where it was like michael denner hank sherman are gonna do an album so i went on facebook and private messaged hank sherman and said hey man i'm a singer you know i'd really love to sing on one of your songs i'm a big fan you know if there's any opportunity blah 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 and then like he messaged me back and said um hey yeah that sounds cool i'll let you know when we get closer and i was just like whole i was all excited like dude hank sherman messaged me back i was fanboying calling everybody i knew like dude Hank, you know, got back to me. And then like three months later, it's like <clears throat> messaged me like, are you still interested in doing a song? I'm like, yeah. And then he sent me uh, the track for which would basically become War Witch off the EP. Great song. And I, it was all painkiller. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I can freaking tear something up on this. And he goes, well, hey, what about this one? Um, he's like, um, this one I gave to Dave Mustaine before things got weird. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> and so. Uh, that one was Satan's Tomb, you know, which was <clears throat> the chorus on that. And so I immediately came up with that cool chorus for that part, you know, and um, which basically the story is like uh, is a piece of the Hell Destroyer lore is what that story is about. Oh, it's in between okay. it's in between the end of the album and then the Hell Destroyer versus Metal Devil song. So I slipped a little freaking cage lower into the the merciful fate uh i'm gonna have to listen to that again and see the connection and so i you know and i sent it to him and i was on pins and needles like fuck i hope he likes it you know i'm waiting i'm waiting and then he messaged me back like hey do you just want to do the whole ep i'm like yes i want to do the whole ep (laughs) i will do all of it you don't need anybody else and then hank and i started Working together, and man, we really became a really good writing team. I would send him stuff back like immediately, and he's like, "Oh, this is cool." And you know, shit came together really quick. And <clears throat> that EP was really cool. Funny story on the song, um, 
Seven Skulls off the EP. That's my favorite so, one on the EP. Is it really? Yeah, that's my favorite track. So, so that song is, so I wrote a, I wrote, you know, the book for Ancient Evil, but I wrote another, it's like a hundred page, like long short story called Seven Skulls. And it was kind it was basically that story. I'm telling the story of the book in a very abbreviated fashion in that song. <clears throat> and um, I had already had album cover art done for the book. So this is a big convoluted mess. So the album cover art I had done for the book uh, ended up being the album cover art for Death Dealer Hollow Ground with that devil coming out of the ground holding the dude. So because last minute they they didn't like the label didn't like the artwork we needed something like that day and like so I had to sacrifice my book art oh. for the hollow ground album cover. So the Death Dealer album cover is Seven Skulls. The song is in Denner Sherman and you know it's just a big clusterfuck. So uh that that was kind of funny but um then you know we we um we started working on the we did the EP and um you know, we go, hey, let's do a full length. And um, I think, well, I'd already flown out and done a show. You know, we did this high voltage. We did eight Merciful Fate songs and um, the four originals, you know. And oh, so, and this yeah, was during was the EP? Like, was that during the that? EP? Was that yeah. during the EP cycle? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had to go up there and do my King Diamond impersonation and shit. You remember what songs and, they were? Uh, Curse of the Pharaohs, Black Funeral, um, Evil, Evil, Corpse Without a Soul. Oh, nice. Into the Coven. Shit. Dangerous Uh, Meeting? No. Desecration? Desecration was one of them. Come to the Sabbath? Come to the Sabbath was another one. Yeah, you're doing good. And then, uh, (laughs) I already said Black Funeral. There was one more. Fuck, I don't remember what it was. I think there was eight, though. It was all, Hank was all like, yeah, yeah, all from okay. the original. Too. Hank was all against, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, it's easier for me to sing the King Diamond shit like earlier. Like, can we come right out with evil and, you know, fuck him up? And no, no, you know, we want to, you know, so he was always fucking difficult when it came to that shit. But um, the first time I jammed with him was at the uh, Israel Titans of Metal thing they had. So we were already working together. And the first time I met him is we all got together and played in in Israel for this big all-star show. And we did Come to the Sabbath and Evil, and we did Paranoid of all fucking songs. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, I, uh, no, you know, no rehearsal. Their flight got delayed and shit. They made it like two hours before we were supposed to go on. So we sat in the little back room and kind of they went through it with the drummer on, you know, hitting sticks on a freaking table. And we went out and just, you can check it out. It's like Titans of metal, uh, Israel come to the Sabbath. It's fucking bad. I had the place going crazy. It's on we pretty, we, we stole the show that night. It was really cool. Nice. You remember who was on the bill that night? The lineup was insane. Ripper, Ralph Sheepers, Roland Grappow, Yorn, oh, freaking wow. the chick. They sang a night wish for a while, not Tarja, but the second one. Uh um Mike Tarana, freaking but like this drummer of Nile, uh Max Levin. It was in Uli John Roth. Wow. Uh the Ross the Boss. The lineup was unbelievable. 
There, there, I had a, there's a video on my Steel Cartel channel, like the backstage, like we're all in one room. And it's like, like a rock and roll who's who. It's insane. Is this scene. up on YouTube? Chuck Billy. Yeah, it was, it's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was um, the bass player from Blind Guardian, the freaking so many people. I didn't even know all the guy, uh, one of the Amat brothers from uh, Arch Enemy. Um, Fabio Leone. I mean, it was sick. So, and I did five songs. I did more songs than anybody. It was fucking awesome. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, so that this is all during the EP era, right? Yeah. And then I was you like, moved- "Hey, nice to meet you." You know, we're in a band together, and it was just like, "Whoa!" That's and wow. uh, we went out and just killed it. The first, you know, they were hating on their guitar tones, and they were the two guitarists were next to you know. They were like, "Fuck." It was a mess, and then I'm like, fuck it, dude. I went out there and smashed it. It was great. I had the place going crazy. It was cool. So then you went on to do a full length with uh, Denner, uh, Sherman Denner. Yeah, we uh, Denner Sherman. We we started working on the full length, and that was coming together really quick. And for some reason, we had this deadline, man. Like, we didn't get to spend enough time mixing it. Michael loves Michael loves the album, how it sounds. You know, I had, like, I gave him a list of, like, 20 things I wanted done to the vocals, and, like, none of them got done. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't have time. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Um, but Michael loves the record. He, he says um, his albums are Melissa, Masters of Evil, and then Break Don't Break the Oath. Oh wow! That's that's his that's his hierarchy of how he likes the albums. So you know, and it's just me and me and Hank were. It's it's a shame that we're not doing anything anymore because me and Hank were. I was perfect for him, man. Like like I said, like we cap. You know, he they had all those other Sozer Mays and Force of Evil, but they didn't capture the ma- the Merciful Fate magic like we did. That's and, what I was uh, telling he, you earlier. Cause that it, it has that eighties vibe. Yeah. And even though there was there was tons of haters going, the singer sucks. Can you release what? this album instrument? Yeah, you know, like the bad news is I'm not King Diamond, and uh, you know they're just like fuck. If just King Diamond could have sang that shit, I'm like King Diamond wouldn't have wrote that shit. All right, I wrote that shit. I wrote the vocal melodies. I wrote the lyrics. I wrote like uh, some of the you know I like Masters of Evil. I just sent him the chorus with a click track. Like boom. You know, and that became a song. Um, Pentagram and the Cross was me. So I was I was a real good, um, you know, it's just a shame, you know, that, they're, that they've done what they've done and kind of destroyed what we had. I understand, you know, there's a there's a money money grab component to it. But I'll just, you know, me and me and Hank could have probably wrote another. You know, we were just getting started. We wrote 12 songs. We were just getting going and it could have been it could have been great but you know i i still think you know we'll see how we'll see how his new merciful fate album comes out but compare it to masters of evil but i'd be shocked if they top that was there were, were there any shows done after the full length yeah we did we did six shows total we did um alcatraz festival we did bang your head we did Nordic Noise, which was in Denmark. We did Magic Metal in Denmark, and then we did another one in Norway. And then, like the last three shows, the Bang Your Head, Alcatraz, and the one in Norway, we were finally just like badass live. Like the first few shows, like it wasn't, you know, it was good and people were loving it, but it, we weren't just like a lethal killing machine. 
but by the by the end of the run, man, I'm, we were just like, dude, we are fucking. We're we're ready. We'll go out and kill anybody. I mean, it was we were sick, and because um, that last one we did in Norway was with Exciter. We it was like Exciter us, and then Entombed, and that mm. was like their hometown, and they were playing like their whatever their famous album is in its entirety. And I got oh, I, I got fucked. Out. Sorry. And I thought we were gonna get smoked. I'm like, fuck Exciter's got all those classic tunes and then freaking entombed is in their home thing. I thought we they were gonna get kind of fucking you know, we were being trouble, but we fucking owned the night, man. Nice. Was, and so and they everybody knew it. And so it was it's a shame, you know, but that they've now with this merciful fate and rift, you know, where, where there's no dinner and uh you know, Denner Sherman it's uh, that I've told that story before. Like how we, I called up Hank to do a Denner Sherman tour and Michael was all or Michael and Michael was all about it. And, and Hank's like, well, I got something coming up and you know, I'm going to be busy the whole year. We're like busy the whole year. Like you don't have two weeks out of the year. Like what do you, what I thought he was getting back in Volbeat. Cause you know, I figured Michael would know if there was a merciful fate reunion. And then Michael goes, oh, maybe they're doing Merciful Fate without me. I'm like, no way. Like, that, what the fuck? That's crazy talk. And then, like, he, Hank's like, well, let's just wait till this news comes out. And then I call up Michael right when it hit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Michael didn't know this either, did he? No, man. It, he, told, wow. he told him, like, the day before. That's it's, it's a backstab. It's not cool. And why is it? I mean, would you happen to know why Michael isn't involved in the murder? Because that, that seems odd to me. You know, I know there was a, you know, King was pissed about the whole Denner Sherman thing and, you know, was pulling some power play moves with Metal Blade and um, the the album artwork for Masters of Evil, it was a big pain in his ass because it looked too much like Don't Break the Oath. But the artist Thomas Holm just gave us that image. He's like, hey, what do you guys think about this? cover art and we saw it, we're like fucking that's amazing yeah absolutely so it's not like we went and said a copy don't break the oath you know the, the artist just came out of the woodwork and gave us the image and we used it so i think that was kind of the catalyst for the rift that's going on um and, and but there's more to it that i don't know all the details about but you know um the Danish people are a proud people, so that, that's part of the problem. But, I mean, the way they rolled out that Merciful Fate reunion thing, like, no mention of Michael Denner it was just so ridiculous. Like, no one's going to notice. Like, oh, yeah, if we don't say anything about it, it's just weak. No, I agree. It so, has to know, have Denner and Sherman. And now they got the curse, you know, the curse of the curse of Michael Denner. They had all this shit planned, and it all went to shit. Yeah, and that's some good stuff too. The the dinners, uh, it's got that old, kind of like seventies hard rock feel to it. You know, I dig it. I, I own that as well. The EP, well, not EP. What is it? Three songs and a full length. Good stuff. Yeah, but, that's um, cool. But uh, did, did um, you ever meet King Diamond after this uh, Denner Sherman thing, or you know, did you ever hear is uh, uh, what he thought of the project? Um, I know that, you know, my, uh, Hank and him talked dur during the Denner Sherman stuff and, um, they argued about shit 
you know, but King Diamond was trying to tell us like, oh, you should play this Merciful Fate song and not this Merciful Fate song. And we were going like, we're going to play whatever Merciful Fate songs we want to play. And so, um, I don't know, you know, I was, I was a King Diamond fan. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then when they, they had the phone call, you know, Hank was telling me how the phone call went. He's like, and he had some not so nice things to say about you. I'm like, the fuck did I do, dude? <laughs> I love King Diamond. Why am I in trouble? So now I'm kind of, you know, I'm on Team Denner, and I'm not that. I'm not that. You know, Denner doesn't. He just like brushes it off, and his, you know, Denner's doing great, and he's fine with whatever. But um, you know, to me, it's it's it was fucking dirty. Like you, they didn't even tell. You know, they had a they had a pact to only do a merciful fate reunion together, and you know, Hank fucking broke that pact and. It's and the way he handled it was just shit. He didn't even fucking tell him, uh, you know, backstab, not fucking cool. And what was the problem King Diamond had with you? With me, I don't know. I guess I was saying in Dennis Sherman, that was that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know so if he does... sees my little action figure video. He might have a problem <laughs> making yeah. fun of him for like for doing a doing a tour on the Institute and the out. There is no Institute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? I, I did see that tour. Like what? Like wow. Like six, five, six months ago. They even played the new song. But yeah, have you heard anything about that new album? Because all, all they released was a song, and that was months and months ago. I've heard. I have inside information, and it it does it doesn't bode well for an album coming out anytime soon. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. What what a prick tease to just put out a song and not. You know, because usually people put out a song before the album comes out. You know what I mean? I none of it makes any sense to me. It's just like, <clears throat> um, here's the album artwork. This is the name of the tour. Here's a song. There's no album in sight. Oh, now the whole focus is on Merciful Fate. Like what? Like I don't know who's making the decisions, but um, it. You know, I mean, there. You know, he's he's doing well and he's successful and people love King Diamond. So whatever, but. You know, you haven't, there hasn't been an album in 13 years, and they put out that one song, and like, can we get some, can, is there anything else we can get, just as, a fan, as fans, but he doesn't need to, he can just go and play fucking Merciful Fate and Abigail and them for the rest of his life, but, uh, you know, yeah. Hank's probably working on a new Merciful Fate album, so, you know, he he's a prolific writer, so they'll definitely be, uh, they'll definitely be progress on that on that front so who knows that is odd so um as far as like uh your projects you're doing now is uh like you said you're gonna did you say you were gonna be getting together tonight uh to record or soon yeah we're doing another i'm doing another writing session with Stu uh from death dealer in in australia and we've come up with just some killer shit I'm, i'm a little behind i'm supposed to sing some stuff but um you know, behind on the fourth album when the third album is done. I'm actually ahead, but I'm behind on our time. Too. I like getting stuff together, man. I like just keep, you know, keep it moving. Once I set my mind on something, you know, I just keep pushing it until it's done. And uh, that's why, you know, there's a couple bands that I could have sang in that are pretty well known. And they were just so freaking slow and just like disappear for two, three weeks at a time. And I'm like, you know, dude, we just talked and like, this was supposed to, we were supposed to do this and this. And like, you know, there's different levels of motivation. And, you know, luckily the cage guys and the death dealer guys are high 
output, uh, high output, you know, guys. And, and I'm in a good writing spot and a good, good voice spot right now. So like you got to track all the voice is good because it changes every day. And, um, no writer's block at all. You know, we're just coming up with just tons and tons of stuff and it's going to be killer, dude. We're going to, we're going to unleash a whole pile of new metal. It's going to be great. So this uh, writing session you're doing, you're going to do this uh, all by remote? Yeah, we do usually do like face, either Skype or Facebook, you know, camera. He's in Australia. I'm in San Diego, you know, so. Right. Um, but he's, Stu is really quick. You know, we go, we work on an idea like, hold on a second. He just plays it twice. Hold on. And, uh, uh, and then boom, it's already drums recorded you know and like oh sweet and then i'll send it over and sometimes i'll just lay the vocals right then other times i go okay i'll send this back to you tomorrow that was one of the cool things of working with hank man i I was sending him he'd send me an idea and i'd send him vocals back like that night so he's like wow man you're really getting stuff the next day i'm like yeah um the problem with him is man he kept hank he just kept changing the song there's like 10 versions of every song and some of them i liked better than the final version i'm like you know the next day one of my favorite parts would have a different drum beat i'm like dude what what he'd move uh what's that one song oh hey i'll kneel on the floor there's been nothing like us before that was in uh, masters of evil was on the part before it was like just gold and he put it on the end of the uh, the part before that. I'm like, no, you know, I'm like, no, no, it's got to stay here. I'm like, fuck. Damn. So, Do you have any of the recordings of how they were? I was going to try to dig some of those up, find some of the old versions of that shit. That would be definitely cool. Right on. Okay, okay so I got to roll, man. All right, I'm man. Thank time. you so much for your time, Sean, man. Right, I thanks. want you back on the show. Take care, man. I look forward to hearing what you guys got coming up. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thanks, man. Take care, brother. Thank you. Bye. There you go. My Sean Peck interview, and I look forward to hear uh, what he's got coming in the future. So, follow me, everybody. We're going into the vault. What I want to play you guys this week inside the vault is what I was saying earlier to Sean, how I discovered him when I was on tour. My drummer at the time played me this song, Hell Destroyer, and it totally blew my mind. And once we got home from the tour, I ordered everything they have. So I pretty much have, I know I have every single Cage album. And uh, this is a song that did it, man. And... uh, If you like metal, it's impossible for you not to love this. This is Cage with Hell Destroyer. Come down to this place. 
Destroyer. I want to thank Sean again for being part of the Vieira Vault, and I look forward to having him on again in the future. And uh, boy, I have a lot of great things I got coming up. A lot of interviews and uh, some fan a fan paid episode, and I also have in my noodle a couple other ideas for future episodes. So. Man, there is no end in sight for weekly Vieira Vault podcasts. And uh, I'm so happy that you all are digging these shows. And I'm ecstatic on the feedback I'm getting on Facebook and on a messenger. And all you cool people that share my, my podcast. When I don't even ask you to, you just do it because you rule. And I know you're all listening now. And if... And if uh, None of you shared and you're listening now. I love you as well. You're all fucking great. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, till next time, all right? Smack them a gob. <laughs>